peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? I definitely realize with some of my studies here going through <clears throat> the Bible that there's many times I could probably stop at a certain section and quite possibly go on for some length of time, probably months on certain issues. Uh, it's hard for me at times. Uh, being an information junkie, I have to make a decision. Do I continue on the current path that I'm on? Do I just move on? Do I try to spend as much time as possible on one specific section? And my personal study, again, I, I say all of this sometimes to explain what's going on in my videos, because if, if I want to encourage everybody to get in the Bible, if all you consume of the Bible is my videos or my audio. If you listen, I'm thankful to God that you're getting that time in. Right. But if, if I'm all that you get of, of Bible consumption, you might miss some things, right? I, I would advocate you go seek out other avenues, go seek out actual teachers, talk to your preacher, listen to sermons from whatever church it is you go to because you don't get the behind the scenes. There's no way I can encompass everything I do in my Bible study in these videos. If I did, the videos would be hours long. I'm going to be honest with you. There's very few people I can sit and listen, talk and, and listen to for hours. I, I don't think I'm one of those people. Uh, I appreciate all my listeners. I, I definitely do. I, I don't, when it comes to social media, I don't like to consider people followers per se, right? I, I, everyone who listens to me and engages with me, I consider you a friend. I don't like saying followers because it, for me, it's a psychological thing, right? You say followers, you start thinking that you're something, you get a big head thinking that you're more than you actually are. I am nothing. But my studies might seem quick to you and it might seem like I don't go over certain things. And there are a lot of things that I plan on coming back to in video and going over more in depth. I just wanted to, to say that so you know that you probably should study your Bible. It's probably a good idea. And by probably, I'm saying it's something you should be doing. I had a good uh, conversation with a friend of mine. Uh... And we discussed what were saints doing before they carried around Bibles like we do today, right? You, no one was carrying around all of the scrolls back during the, the, you know, the New Testament when the New Testament was written. So what were these saints doing? They were more than likely hearing the word from uh, discussions, 
sermons, going in a synagogue and hearing things, hearing verses that people have memorized and, and discussing these things. So they were just really just thinking on the Bible continually, thinking on what the Bible said, building upon what they've heard from the Bible or what they read themselves in the Bible. So it's not necessarily I, I don't want to make this a, a a rigid thing. I try to do this in my own life. My Bible consumption is not a rigid open a Bible, read this book, chapter and verse every day. M many times, a lot of times I, I would have read something a long time ago and I might skim over the verse again to make sure I, I understand the full context. And then I'll just think about it throughout that day. Some someone may have said something that spawns a chain of thought that goes on into that verse. I just uh, really what I'm trying to do is encourage everybody. Just read your Bible, get in your Bible. I, I love when, um, there's several people who will inbox me with, with verses or things they've been thinking about. And although I don't always respond, right. Cause I'm not arrogant. I don't think that I'm anyone. I may just be thinking about what you said and I don't really have a response at the time, but I'm encouraged with the fact that we're all getting in the Bible and trying to see what the Bible says. So anyway, that's my monologue for today. The book of Exodus chapter 19, verse 12. Let's get into this. And thou shalt set bonds unto the people round about saying, take heed to yourselves that ye go not up in the mount or touch the border of it. Whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. There shall not be, there shall not in hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through, whether it be beast or man, it shall not live when the trumpet soundeth, uh, soundeth long. They shall come up to the mount. So this was serious. They were given specific instructions on what they were supposed to do. Uh, concerning a mountain. This is Mount Sinai. Moses is going up to talk to God and he's interceding for the people. In many ways, you can say this is very similar, a, a, a typology of Christ being the mediator between God and man. Um, <clears throat> serious enough that anybody who was to touch the mountain will be put to death. They got their instructions. The children of Israel are seeing the seriousness of obeying God. And I, I don't, I don't think that's the only thing you can take from this, but I definitely think it's something that you could take from this, the seriousness of obeying God. It's easy to get away from that. And if you don't think it's easy to get away from that, stick around as I go through the book of Exodus, because you're going to see they'll get away from it. Um, verse 14 and 15 and Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes and said unto the people be ready against the day come not at your wives so clearly they weren't supposed to have relations with their spouses at this time there's a, there's one instant in a Bible I remember. I, I believe it's in a book of uh, First Corinthians where Paul's giving instructions about fasting and prayer, and he's telling 
husbands and wives, the only time you keep yourselves away from each other, and this is by consent, is when you're giving yourself to fasting and prayer. And he made it known that other than that, yeah, this is not something that that should be done. So fasting and prayer, uh, if, if you haven't done any studies on that, it's interesting. I don't have a deep dive into that. I, I've kind of loosely looking, looked into fasting and prayer is definitely something that should be more incorporated into the life of believers. And I will say I'm guilty of this myself. I don't fast enough. I will add the caveat that the reason I don't fast enough, I mean, there's no, there's really no excuse. There's something I should be doing. I don't understand it enough. And I don't like doing things out of, out of a pure sense of mechanics without understanding it because I don't get the true value out of it. Right. And that, again, that's not to give an excuse. This is something I need to understand more. I've been looking into it. I do fast, definitely pray. I don't fast a lot, but it's, it's something I want to understand more. But said all that to say that that's the only other time I can remember. And maybe there's more times than that where the Bible discusses a man and a woman who's married, keeping themselves from each other. Right. And this is the other instant. And obviously the people are being sanctified, separated unto God for purpose. And they were not to be with each other intimately during this time. Why that is, I'm not exactly sure. And that's, again, one of those things that I definitely want to go into some more. I've been watching some videos where uh, people go over these verses that I study, right? And I don't necessarily always mention things that I hear from other people because I'm unsure about a lot of that stuff. So I'm trying to, you know, figure out if I'm either looking too deeply into something sometimes, or maybe there's things here that I'm missing and just blowing over. What I don't want to do, my attempt is to go to the Bible, read the Bible, read it for what it says. I don't want to read anything into it, but if there's something that I am missing, I definitely want to catch that. And verse 16, and it came to pass on a third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Now that word trumpet there is the Hebrew word uh, shofar, and I'm, I, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And it's a horn or the ram's horn. Now the ram's horn represents, it's, it's a, there's a lot of big picture items surrounding the ram's horn. And I don't want to go into all of that just yet because I don't necessarily have that nailed down or know how to explain all of that because I'm understanding some of this stuff myself, but this is pretty significant, but I want you to think, I want you to put, take yourself back here. And I looked at some other translations and they're worded pretty much not the exact same, but it's pretty much the same. 
but what I focused on is the fact that it said, uh, the trumpet, right? It said, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, like this is what they heard. Now in my mind, I was like, okay, is this, is this supposed to mean like something that sounded like a trumpet? No, I think it was an actual trumpet, right? Like I said, because I looked at a couple different translations and they're all worded, if not the same exact way, so similar that there, there is no, no distinction, right? So I'm like, yo, okay, so this, this must be a literal trumpet. I thought maybe the, the, maybe the way it was written, it was like a trumpet, right? So that's what I was looking for. Put yourself in their shoes. Moses goes up, thick cloud descends. You see lightning thunders and you hear a trumpet. Yo, this is Moses. You know, Moses is going to talk to God and this is everything you're seeing and hearing. Yo, this, this, this would be enough to make anyone, anyone tremble. Right. And it said, uh, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Verse 17, and Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. So again, Moses in this instant being doing something that's a, a type of what Christ has done, mediating, mending that relationship between God and man. Moses is the go between and he's bringing the people to meet God. And they stood at the nether part of the mountain and Mount Sinai was all together on, uh, on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Now this is one of those places where I'm like, okay, Maybe this is just the only way they could describe what they were seeing. How would you put this in words, right? Because it said as the smoke of a furnace. So he's, he's comparing this with something that readers would be familiar with so they could understand. But what was it really like to be there? Like I, I have movies playing in my head when I read much of this stuff and I'm thinking to myself, this must've been such a, an awesome. And when I say awesome, I mean in the true meaning and sense of the word awesome. If you've never looked up the word awesome, go look it up. Right. Cause it's, these people must've j just been in complete and utter disarray and, 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 and wonder at the magnificence and, and, uh, the, the, the terror, not terror in the sense of your, your cowering in fear because of something tragic, but this is a power so beyond you, the glorious God that created everything on this mountain. And you're standing there before it. Whew. Verse 19. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder. Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. Now imagine hearing that 
Moses speaking, and the voice you hear respond, you know this is God. Man. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount. And Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. Moses is the mediator. They can't just go up here willy-nilly. They go to Moses. Moses mediates between them and God. That's the way this is working. God is like, yo, make sure you go down there and you let the people know. Don't cross that boundary. Uh, 22. And let the priest also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, set bounds about the mount and sanctify it. Right. So they were supposed to be separated from this boundary. They can't come beyond this boundary. So Moses is like, you, you, this is what you told us to do. They can't come up here. And the Lord said unto him away, get thee down and thou shalt come up. Uh, thou and Aaron with thee, but let not the priest and the people break through to come up unto the, unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. This is definitely one of the most interesting interactions because God told them to set the bounds. They set the bounds. The people heard everything that was going on. They heard the trouble. They're trembling. They're, they're terrified. So these, I doubt any of these people, try, they don't want no smoke, <laughs> all pun intended. They don't want no smoke with God at this point. So why did he keep telling Moses, yo, make sure the people don't come up here. Make sure they don't go past that boundary. I'm going to have to do some further digging and answer that question. I was going to, I was going to post this video yesterday. And as I was reading this, I was like, man, let me try to, let me try to flush this out. And this was one of those times where I just had to stop. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to figure this out right now. And it may be something simple. I'm always cognizant of the fact that it's very possible and all of the things that I'm studying that a lot of the things I can't figure out are really simple and I'm just making it too deep. That's why when I'm studying, I'll look, I'll look, I'll listen to what somebody else says, read the verses some more, and then I'll just drop it and come back another day because I, a lot of times I think, all right, maybe there's nothing else there. Maybe I'm looking at it too deep. Maybe I just need to back away for a couple of days and come back to it. Needless to say, very interesting interaction. Put yourself in their shoes when you read this. Put yourself in the mind state you would be in if all of these things were transpiring, all of these things were going on. You're hearing all these sounds and you know Moses is talking to God and a voice you're hearing, this is God. Yo, that would, I would be trembling for sure. Y'all know what it is.
stay frosty people